you ever been to a volcano? Women with a rugby? You're now listening to Super Bowl. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Bowl! It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking ball! That's what you said, man. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hooper. Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. That's the old intro. I, for, I usually say you're yeah, my you only doing? friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, what, the, what happened? Yeah, you got no, I, 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 I tripped myself up. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's going on? Oh, welcome, John. You can uh, check us out on the Twitter at the Super Hoopers. You know, rate, review us on iTunes. You know, do, you know all, all that stuff. <laughs> that is such a beta. Such, such a beta? beta? That was such a beta. Yo, att- yo. Rate it, rate and review us, or else. Is that alpha enough for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Here's what you're going to do, Here's you jabroni. Gonna do. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to get on the little, on your little iTunes, your Apple yeah. podcast, you're going to hit that five stars. You're going to say how great we are. You know why? Because we're freaking great. Because we're amazing. Because right? we're amazing. Then you're going to subscribe. He's tweet of Matt Hill. I'm Jay Hill Namin. First of all, if you're not already subscribed, what are you doing with your life? All right? Jump off a bridge. What is this accent, John? Is, is your is your alpha male? Where's it's you just from? testosterone accent. Your, is this it, is you, all testosterone. Is, that, is there testosterone in New York's water? Is this that is, why they all talk like it. that? This is it. All right, that's how real men talk. All right. Well, let's speaking of real men. Let's let's. Uh, we're gonna have a. Uh, Harrison Fagan from uh, Silver uh, Screen and Roll on in a Ooh, second. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a good one. But that's a big get. It's big. That's it's big, big for us. It's big. big get. That's back to back. Back to back to back, huge gets for the Super Hoopers. Wow. Yep. Dave Feudernick may never come back. I, just nothing. What is nothing but big time guests from now on? I know. What is? Yeah. What's he doing? Where? Where is yeah. he? He's in like the woods. Yo, next week he's in the woods next somewhere. Week, he's I, in a lake. I don't want to tip it, but next week we got Obama on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> while, oh, uh, snap! That's that episode's yeah. gonna be sick. Yeah, that while, is gonna be sick. While Feudernick's up there in the woods doing, know, doing, doing God what? knows what. Doing what? You think he chops wood? No, no. What do you no, think no, he does? On. He's got a splinter right now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude can't leave a basketball court without going to the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got he went to the hospital from the basketball. From the, nah, from Dave, the ball. Dave's rugged. He's got a beard. Yeah. Uh, let's, but let's talk a little bit Lakers uh, just because, I mean, I'm uh, about, I would say, 95% convinced Paul George and, and LeBron are coming. It's got to happen. There's all this stuff leaking, and we'll t- we talk about it a little bit with Harrison, but it's like there's all this stuff like Paul George leaking all this stuff. Oh, maybe I want to stay in OKC. Come on. I mean, like. He's doing that just for the TV show. All these, all these chatter about LeBron coming to LA from all these weird sources. There's the school sources. There's entertainment sources. It just seems, it just seems like a it done deal. It just kind of feels like it's a done deal. And and LeBron's doing uh, the his, his announcement with the Space Jam too. It's just yeah, it just seems uninterrupted. Very it's gonna be that. Paul George. First of all, Paul Paul George. Yeah. Three part series. Three. Yeah. Three, three parts. parts to. Tell everyone he's re-signing with OKC. To, to tell to tell everyone what he told everyone last summer. <laughs> it's what? Like, you need you need three parts. It's like yeah, you don't no, there's parts. no way he's re-signing there because you don't do a three-part series. Yeah, because just... no no producer would yeah. allow that. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a three-part series to sign a one and one with Oklahoma City. Come yeah, on. yeah. So the first part is you going around Oklahoma. Yeah. Second part is thinking about it. Yeah. And the third part is. You going around yeah. Oklahoma? You talking no. with Westbrook? Yeah, I'm sure Westbrook's really available for nope. some media appearances. No, nope. but ooh, that Westbrook shade. What did Westbrook do? No, no, no. When it happens. Oh, when it happens. Woo! 
yeah. That's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. I'm Westbrook. I'm Westbrook, all for it. That's the best part. The best Westbrook is when everyone's left him. It's that's, so that's, good. That's, that's, that's when he's at his finest. Yeah. And also Magic came out today and was like, uh, Magic was says, if I don't sign a big free agent this summer or next summer, I'll step down. And everyone's like, very, very foolhardy move for Magic. Why, why guarantee it? You know, why guarantee this? It's like, yo, because he already knows someone's coming. Knows. This he is Magic knows. Johnson. This dude's a billionaire. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't say something if he knows it's not already going to happen. Here's what I'm gonna say: If we don't get Harrison Fagan on this pod, yeah, we're canceling the podcast. We're we're gonna we're do stepping, it, folks. We are we're gonna step, stepping down. We, we, will we step cannot down. get. If if the Skype connection doesn't work, you know, it's, whatever, it's over. We will we will, we step, will down. step down. We will yeah. give this pod to Smart Guy NBA. Pod. Yeah, we will. We'll find two Smart Guy NBA podcasters to take it over. Yep, yep. All right, so we're I'm we are for sure. I, I'm hundred uh, percent sure Paul George and LeBron are coming. Now I have now, been yeah. firmly on the I don't want LeBron. Yeah, I was going to ask you. You are on team. I'm on team Lonzo. I'm on team Lonzo, Josh Hart. Oh my god, this guy, the new draft pick, Mo Wagner. But let me. But so let me ask you, why don't you want LeBron? Well, we'll talk about it with Harrison. I'll go through why I don't want him. I just don't. I like these young guys. I want to watch the young guys grow. We we we've recorded this spoiler. We've well, recorded the interview previously, John. Matt, you heard me say. I know, but you didn't really get into the details. I was teeing I did, it up for I did. you. I did. We get into I all listened the details. To it. it just happened. I listened to it. There was no details. I don't even know your answer. My answer. Your I answer told is you. Oh, I don't like him because I like Lonzo. No, so, my, so, so, no, no, no. My serious answer is look, yes, look. Like give I your said, serious like, answer. Like, like you'll hear in in the pre-recorded interview. That you will about to. The whole, about you to barely roll. will give details. Now it's time to elaborate. This is how production works. All right. Matt. Here's the thing. LeBron comes, brings Paul George. That team's not winning the title this year or the next, okay? I don't care how good they are. I mean, I don't care if they mesh. I don't care. It's just it's just not enough talent to win the title. The Lakers are about titles. So then then you're looking three years out when the Warriors have finally waned and the Rockets are worse and whatever. Three years out is you know probably pr- when you can legitimately say there'll be a, a window open. But by then, LeBron will be 36. And, you know, Paul George. And also, Paul George is coming off a knee injury, so is he, his health is no guarantee. Uh, or a knee surgery, and you know when your young guys are in your in your prime, those two guys will be too old, and it's just the windows but, don't match up. It doesn't make sense. And I like the young core. I want to watch. I want to have that feeling that you had, John, watching your Sixers grow, watching these guys, you know, grow into their roles. That's what I want. I don't want to watch, you know, them uh, defer to LeBron and Paul George for two years and stunt their development. I love these guys. I love the guys on this team. Well, actually, I love Lonzo. Josh Hart and Kuzma. Yeah, like uh, 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 Brandon Ingram, I could. I but could that, do but 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 that's the thing, because on my thinking would be, it wouldn't be just those two, you know, it'd be Paul George, LeBron, and he, you could probably trade some of these pieces and get some of the other pieces that line. I don't up want with that, them. man. I want, okay. I want, I want the young team. I don't want, I don't want to go all in for a title run with old guys. Come on, all right, that all never right. works. All right, Atlanta. that has never worked in NBA history. All right, Alan, Atlanta Hawks. What do you mean? I, I would. You're gonna, ma- you're gonna max. You're gonna max out. I would, I would love would. to be a fan of the Atlanta Hawks oh right now. God. Trey Young, Kevin Herter, old Watch Atlanta these. Hawks. You're gonna max out. What are you talking about? Josh Hart ain't winning you a championship. You get the guy later on, man. You just Ooh. get the guy. You sign the guy later on. These guys come. Every single star wants to come to L.A. Once you guys it are hasn't ready. Happened. It hasn't happened in five years. Yeah, because they haven't been good. Once they're once they're these young core is good, they'll just pluck whatever the next star is. They'll freaking grab Jason Tatum or whoever, you know? That's All what, right. That's what oh, also, let me talk. Let me just talk a little seriousness, too. Okay. Let's let's look at America. Let's look at the, the modern hellscape that is America, okay? <laughs> um, 
What's what's one the big issue with America is it's growing inequality and especially regional inequality. You have these areas like growing up, you know, becoming very dynamic and and you know just flourishing, and you have other parts of America just dying. And that's Cleveland. Cleveland's dying. Do we really want to take the one thing they have? Like you already see how, how messed oh, up their politics are over saying. there. LeBron's going to leave. They're going to get more rattle, uh, like more radical, more more polarized. Ooh. The state already went for Trump. They're going to just become even redder and even madder if LeBron leaves. It's like let's keep him here. Let's let's make it a little more equal. We don't also come on LeBron. LeBron coming to L.A. Uh, trying to make movies and stuff. What a cliche. We got enough people moving to our city trying to make movies. LeBron, all right, to stay in Cleveland. Wow. Okay. That's so why. That's why I don't want. So him, you're John. saying that- have I adequately explained why I don't want him? Thank you. Thank you, because you don't in the next segment. All right. Well, again, we'll, we'll let the listeners be the judge of that. Uh, no, I was just thinking that, you know what, I, I do agree. You're probably right. Like, LeBron leaving 8% increase in racism. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. In all, all Cleveland I mean, media. LeBron was out there on the front lines trying to get him to vote for Hillary last time, holding God knows how many rallies, not to mention how many people are on his payroll. It's like, that's like 5% of the population that's just not going to vote for uh, not going to vote for a Democratic candidate, you know, if LeBron leaves. So. Wow. Wow. Come on, man. <clears throat> All, All right. right. Should we call? And yeah, call? let's uh, let's see what he has to say. I have no idea. Let's, let's just, no idea. It's not like we pre record this. Let's, uh, yep, let's yep. welcome on uh, Harrison. Okay. I just wanted to have you on the pod because what you have to know about me is I'm like the world's worst Lakers fan. Like, I'm from LA. I was born in LA, grew up a Lakers fan, but I'm 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 a terrible fan. If they if I don't like the players, I'm just kind of out on the team. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that would actually describe like a lot of Lakers fans. Okay, so, yeah. maybe I'm just an honest Lakers fan then. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you're you're just you're a Lakers fan that didn't become a Warriors fan. Yeah, well, no, I did actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Matt's thing is he just goes with whatever team's good. No, that's not true. That I go is with whatever, so true. That I go with whatever team I like the players. Like last year, I loved the Lakers players. I was I was all in on last year's Lakers team. I, I even though they were bad, I love those guys. Yeah, I rooted hard for that. Team. As soon as as soon as the Warriors got to rant, I was out on them because I was like, man, I don't want to root for this team anymore. So wait, Matt. So you did you did Spurs Special Forces, right? I did. I did do Spurs. And you're Special a Lakers F- fan? Hell yeah, man. That's by the uh, way because that's when the Spurs were good. So he was a Spurs fan. No, I just I, <laughs> I just liked I just liked the I like the characters on the Spurs. The Lakers at the time had a bunch of boring people. You know, and when just, the Spurs went down, he was like, oh, Warriors, the new team. No, I was just I wasn't a real Warriors fan. I just liked watching that Warriors team. Like if I was gonna put on a game. I was going to put on, you know, the Curry show. I was going to watch D'Angelo Russell, (laughs) you know. Worst fan. The other two guys, me, I'm a Sixers fan, and and Dave, uh, who's not here, is a Knicks fan. And we believe in loving a team through thick and thin. Matt is like, nope. No, you can't can't be a Sixers or Knicks fan without loving a team that is going through mostly just thick. Although I guess, like, the Sixers are on an upswing now. But it's been rough. Yeah, but Matt, nope, not Matt. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be a Sixers fan next year. No, we'll see. We'll see. Whoever <laughs> has Lonzo next year. Whoever, oh, my gosh. Whoever Lonzo's <laughs> playing for is, uh, you know, if that's if that's Lithuania or whatever whatever <laughs> league uh, Le- LeVar I think starts. That's like, I, I, think, I think Lithuania would be at least two years away before okay. – uh, before things went that bad. Okay, okay. When when is when his free free throw shooting drops below twenty percent? That's when he goes to Lithuania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like yeah. Oh, over there, that's a good percentage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a metric system. Yeah. So Harrison, we just kind of wanted to have you on because th- this conversation on our podcast has been very one sided. Because I'm very anti si- uh, signing LeBron James, 
which okay. is a minority opinion. I, I, I take it amongst the uh, Laker fan base. I, okay, so yes, but it's a very vocal minority. Like, by I would say by far, like, more Lakers fans, like, especially when I meet casuals. It's, like, very much, so they're going to sign LeBron, right? And they're excited about it. But, like, there is a subset, there's, like, almost two subsects of, like, the, like, non-LeBron wanters. It's, like, the people who are really just Kobe fans. Yes. And don't want, like, LeBron anywhere around there because it threatens their man, their masculinity. Um, and then there are the people who don't want LeBron just because, like, he's going to start to decline at some point. He's going to be really expensive. He always ships all the young players out when he sh- shows up to town. So, like, they very much exist. Like, I see it on Twitter. I see it on Reddit. I see it on, like, in the Silver Screen and Roll comments. Like, it, these people exist. You but are didn't not alone. LeBron do a pretty good job of shifting out a bunch of young Lakers already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he already get rid of your young man? <laughs> like, so he, he's, he's kind of just ahead of it. Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe that's why it should have been the sign that he's going to L.A. He's already yeah. gotten rid of – he's already he cleared the like, runway. He was like – he told Kobe Altman, he's like, no, no, no. I really do want Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Go <laughs> yeah. get those guys. Yeah, wow. Like, give me a head start. That's amazing. Um, GM yeah. of the year. How many GM votes did he get last night? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, I so did it, think it was funny that Kobe Altman got executive of the year votes. Like, just it's almost like activity being mistaken for achievement. Like, he just overhauled the roster at the deadline and didn't necessarily. There's like not really empirical evidence that ended up making them better, but like you know, and he, like he got fleeced by the Lakers, like kind of objectively. Well, yeah, but yeah I mean, I, I I I think that team would have like flamed out in the first round had he not done that trade, or you know, would have been like. Uh, a, a, like a six seed or something like that. Like they they were headed nowhere. I think it's possible. I mean, maybe like that's revisionist history. Maybe I'm not remembering like how bad the Cavs were before that. Like I know it was bad, but like I always thought they were gonna flip the switch and like LeBron going God mode. I don't think that that was because they overhauled the roster. Like I don't think he was gonna try less hard if like, like I don't think he was trying harder because Jordan Clarkson was on the team. No, no, no. Well, I mean Jordan Clarkson, you know, he whatever happened to him the last month and a half of the season, I don't know. Like I, I don't think he's I don't think he's he's as bad as he was the last month and a half. Like I don't think No, I don't think so either. But let's 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 talk about LeBron though cuz I just I just want to get I just want to get the other side cuz from my perspective okay. the Laker team it's uh you know Lakers are about titles like that's what that's what that's what we're about like in in LA you know when you know the 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 off years that I'm a fan you know it's 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 about titles <laughs> and I just don't see I don't see a LeBron I don't see a LeBron led Lakers team beating the Warriors I mean is there am I missing something like how is how is you know we just saw you know him lose to the Warriors with probably I mean it's not a great supporting cast the Lakers supporting cast would probably be better but I still don't see him beating the Warriors a lot better I think the real window for that, like, has maybe passed. It was if they were able to get a deal done for Kawhi Leonard and then still able to sign Paul, because they would have shipped out Luol Dang in that type of deal and then still able to sign Paul George and LeBron. Because I think that would have been the ultimate window of, okay, like, now we can really contend and we can really, like, maybe have a chance of beating the Warriors. Because, like, even if you think LeBron's going to start to decline and even if you think, like, like, I'll allow you, maybe that's not as good of a roster as the Warriors. but it can at least compete with them. But the window for that has probably passed because the Lakers draft assets, at least for this year, are now tangible players. And so the Spurs, like I, I kind of talk about it. The G- GMs always look at the draft picks as like a mystery box. And it's like, oh, if I had that pick, I could get a steal there. But you pick that player that I don't like. So he's yeah. bad and I don't want him anymore. Now, now, out, so- now out comes Mo Wagner, Wagner from the mystery box. And you're like, eh. yeah. 
Exactly. And the Spurs are like, oh, that was a reach. You know, we like foreign players, but maybe not that specific one or not that much. And so, like, I I think the window to add Kawhi has passed. But I think, like, like, I don't think that the Lakers are going to be title favorites or anything, even if they land LeBron and they land Paul George. And, like, let's say even they re-sign Julius Randle, who, like, is a helpful player and would help that team. I don't think that they're, like— a title favorite by any means. But I think we're getting to the point in the Warriors run where we saw it last year, like fatigue did start to set in at some point. Like they could be, I think next year is the first year that they're beatable. And I'm not saying that the Lakers are necessarily going to be the team to do that. I think that could be the Rockets. Maybe the Rockets would probably have to be considered the favorites to do that. But it's one of those things where if you can go get the best player in the world and then you can go get like uh, Paul George is like, Definitely a top 20 player in the league right now, probably. Uh, and you can get those two guys in one offseason without trading anyone. And then you add it to a Lakers young core that won 35 games despite injuries and without those guys. I think that's a competitive team. And the Lakers, the young guys, like they won 35 games with those injuries and they're still going to get better, one would assume. You're talking me into it, but but do we, I mean, if LeBron comes, the expectation is he'll be here for a while. Do we really want to be paying the guy when he's, you know, 36, 37. We just saw that with Kobe. It's like, that kind of yeah, cripples so your team. I think, yes, it does. But I think the difference is, is that this contract isn't being negotiated against no one for a player coming off of a catastrophic injury. Like the Kobe deal was kind of objectively insane at the time from everything but like a monetary perspective, because obviously they were going to make bank on Kobe's farewell tour and all of that. Like that, that contract didn't end up hurting them financially. It just no. hurt them in terms of competitiveness and the cap and all of that stuff. And so like LeBron is going to be an effective player for the next couple of years. One would one would assume. And so I think that you're I mean, yes, you are going to be paying attacks on the back end for the fun years that are up front. But otherwise, with this Lakers team, like. You have to sign someone at some point. The young guys that they have, I'm as much of a believer in them as anyone, but I don't even think that this young core is enough by itself to kind of carry the team back to title contention. And so you have to try and find a way to supplement them, as weird as that is to say that signing LeBron would be a supplementary move. But you have to find a way to try and like up that ceiling a little bit. And I don't think that, that ceiling is title contention for this current young core. I think that you have to goose that a little bit. And if it, you know... Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like, object, like, uh, you know, in a vacuum, those two would fit that timeline a little bit better because they're yeah. a little younger, they'll last a little longer, at least if Kawhi's injury thing is not forever. Then they line up with that timeline of the young core a little bit better. And I think, you know, obviously there is a little bit of reason to be, wor- to be worried that LeBron comes in and all these young guys get shipped out and then the, like, the floor falls out from under the Lakers. And then obviously that's concerning. And if you're a fan and you're paying LeBron all this money and like the bottom fell out. But I think like I don't think that the Lakers are in a rush to move those guys for nothing just because LeBron wants them to. So you, don't, you so, so you don't think that you think if LeBron comes, LeBron, LeBron and Paul George come, no young guys leave. I don't I'm not going to say no young guys leave because I think they might trade some of them for more established talent. The problem is like 
who is that guy, right? I'm not really sure who is on the trade market right now that they're tra- that they see as a good usage of those young pieces. Like it was one thing when LeBron came back to Cleveland because number one, he was on like a one plus one, and they were still trying to convince him to stick around. And what they sent out for Kevin Love was like, yes, Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick, but they were sending him out for Kevin Love, who at the time was pretty widely considered like a superstar and like one of the better players in the NBA. And then they already had kind of Kyrie Irving in house, and so I. I think the difference here is that there's no obvious Kevin Love on the market. And I think these guys are a little bit more established. So it's not LeBron coming in and saying like, okay, what can this like kid do for me? He's kind of seen what these guys can do with the NBA level. And again, like I don't think that winning 35 games is a meaningless achievement considering the injuries that the Lakers dealt with and considering like how young their players were and considering the way that they won. I mean, they won with defense for the most part, which is very translatable moving forward. And then you got to think if they continue to make a couple leaps offensively, especially Lonzo, like that's the ideal kind of guy that you want to play on a team with LeBron and Paul George. Yeah. But I mean, that's why, that's why I don't want LeBron. Like I love these young guys. I would just rather see them grow then we signed a guy in 2019. We signed, signed a guy in 2020 when those guys are earning their prime. And that's that's the window of contention, not these next two years when you got to deal with the Warriors, you got the Rockets, whoever else. And, you know, by the time those guys are ready for it, LeBron's, you know, 37, 38, taking up like a third of the cap. I do have like I understand that argument and I have people make it to me a fair amount, but it's kind of like like not to be cliche, but a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And everybody thought that Paul George was last summer. Everybody thought Paul George was a certainty to sign this summer. He demanded a trade to the Lakers. He was for sure coming. And, you know, like now that's looking, I'd say, a little bit less like a lot less likely than it was last summer. No, I mean, come on. That's a done deal, dude. Paul George is signed with the Lakers. That is a done deal. Like. You seen you see Jeannie on Twitter where she's like people are on people are underrating us or loving when people are underrating us. You see her at the awards last night. She she knows he's coming. Magic's well, calmest today. Paul George. That whole never underestimate thing. If her actual explanation for that was an excuse or a made up thing, it was the most intricately like crafted tampering avoidance in well, so what NBA was, history. I missed her excuse. What was her excuse? So her explanation, like, at first it came out the next day, like, Ramona Shelburne ran on the radio and was like, it was related to leather pants. And people <laughs> were like, oh, leather pants, LP, LeBron and Paul George, let's go. She's doing it. And then, like, last night at the NBA Awards, she was talking about, no, it was like, it was, she was saying never underestimate the value of leather pants because she found some in her bag and they completed her outfit. But then she's like, well, actually, this would make a really good tweet just by itself. Do not ever underestimate. So if that's, like, that's so weird that I don't know how she would have made that up as an excuse. And so, I don't know. Like, I don't know that that, I, like... I think there's reason to be confident that Paul George and LeBron are coming. But uh, well, all, my my main point was that Paul George, I guess at least from a like outside perspective, seems less likely to come than you would have thought based on last offseason, especially if it looked as likely as LeBron's coming, which like I think at this point it's going to be kind of an upset if he doesn't come. Yeah. And so like I, I think like my point is that if you can sign those two guys now, then you you don't say no to LeBron because maybe you can get Kawhi next summer. You don't know what's going to happen with the Spurs. Like everybody thought Kobe was out when he was demanding a trade to Pluto in 2008. And then he ended up like they came back, they started strong and he was convinced to stick around. And this is in exactly the same situation. I think there's a lot more genuine animosity here than there was in the Kobe case where it was just mainly about he was mad that they didn't have a competitive roster. But 
like you never know how things are going to change. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Paul George has done a better job of pretending he's not coming to L.A. than he did earlier in the year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's done a, <laughs> he's he's done, a, he's done a great well, job promoting his ESPN special. Yeah, to be, he yeah, be, to be he's fair. He's going to promote three documentaries. He's I mean, coming to L.A., you know, a lot of actors and things like that. He's, he's, got, he's picking he's up tips, you know, he's got, he's his, got, his second thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, last, my last thing I'm worried about is LeBron, you know, he takes over the team when he comes. All this drama. He's the GM. That doesn't concern you, like him just kind of, you know, sucking up all the oxygen if he comes here? I think, I mean, as a member of the media, it does somewhat concern me on some level that, like, like the well, It's good for you. It's good for you. Uh, I don't know. The circus that follows him of, like, having to be on the clock 24-7 to aggregate something at any time. <laughs> that's true. Not, that's true. Like, that is not particular. That part of it is not appealing to me. But, like, I think from the Lakers, like— they just hired Magic Johnson a year ago. He's one of Jeannie Buss's best friends. I think he has the job security to, if you're going to tell LeBron no for, say, Lonzo, like they really like Lonzo. If, if you're going to theoretically tell LeBron, no, we aren't moving Lonzo, like if there was an ex executive in the league to be able to have like the cachet, like necessary to do that, I think it would be Magic Johnson. And also just the cachet with LeBron to be able to tell him no. Like most yeah. of these executives probably are, it's probably not an easy thing when LeBron comes to you and tells you do this to say no, unless you're Magic Johnson, one of the greatest players of all time and somebody who he will at least in theory, like respect the opinion and viewpoint of. And so I, I think there's that. And then there's also like, yes, maybe they will ship out some of the young guys, but I think the one, like at least the one that I have rated the most highly is Lonzo. And Oh, I don't my man. LeBron. All right. There we go. A lot of a lot of Lakers fans love Ingram or Kuzma or something like that. But yeah, I think Lonzo's the best too. No, I think it's pretty clear to me like Lonzo when you factor in defense especially, Lonzo is the best prospect. He was a legitimately helpful NBA player like and impactful in terms of wins and outscoring their opponents on the court as a rookie last year with one of the most broken jumpers I've ever seen. And so if he starts to figure out like at least how to attack the basket a little bit more and finish in traffic, even without figuring out the jumper, he's going to be okay. And he's going to be like a pretty good player. And I think that people are being short-sighted in evaluating him after, after one year and saying like, he's not like, to me, it's pretty clear that he's better than any other young player they have. And LeBron has went out of his way to wish Lonzo a happy birthday on Twitter, went out of his way to take him aside after a game and make a big like whispering like I'm gonna tell you something and this is basically my test for you don't tell them what I told you and like praising him in the media and all of that stuff and so I think the whole LeBron doesn't want to be around LeVar thing is a little bit overstated like to my understanding players don't really care about LeVar LeVar no. is very much concern about LeVar is very much like media con concern trolling yeah. I think it's like old it, it, old white people are concerned about LeVar and that's about it. it it's similar to the Lonzo diss track last week, right? Like yeah. where everybody was like, oh, my gosh, did he cross the line? Is this going to be a problem for them? We're like Lonzo and Kuzma probably don't care at all. But the Lakers felt the need to leak that they had told them to tone it back just to, like, assure these, you know, the people in the media and to a lesser extent their fans that don't worry, we're taking care of this. We aren't going to let it cross the line. And so I, I think it, it's it's a similar thing. With with LeBron and LeVar, I don't think that that's like a real thing. I don't think the players care very much about LeVar. Yeah. All right. Well, you have uh, assuaged my fears somewhat. Uh, I, I have one question. Okay, go <clears throat> ahead. Go ahead. Let's say, though, that LeBron says, all right, I'll sign, but I'm a Nike guy and I can't have big baller brand. You got to get rid of Lonzo. That's the deal. Trade him for, I don't know, Kemba Walker or something. Do you think the Lakers? Do you think Magic has enough 
to stand up and say, I decided not to take LeBron James, the greatest player in the world, the guy who changed our franchise and make us at least a contender for Lonzo. I shoot 8% from the field. <laughs> uh, well, I think it depends on how much I think magic. Yes. I think magic could do that. Like, I think, I don't think that he'd be fired or overruled or anything if he did that, but I'm not sure that he likes Lonzo that much. Like, I, I don't know. But I think if it came down to that and there was theoretically a deal for a guy like Kemba Walker on the table who's still pretty young and still pretty good that, and, like, pretty underrated around the league, really. Fairly uh, cheap. I think, Fairly cheap. Yeah. And, like, yeah, not, a, like, an awful contract. Like, I, I think they'd probably do it if they felt like Paul George was coming too and, like, it was going to fit their contention window more. But I don't know. They they really like Lonzo. So I don't. Like, I don't really see them moving him unless it's like an absolute like they have to do it. And I don't really see LeBron making that kind of godfather power play. Yeah. And he, and to be fair, he could always make that later in the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, like, no, he could try. He'd be like, let me see how this works. And then if Lonzo isn't what he wants and yeah. LeVar is annoying, he could be like, all right, let's A what he did deadline. with IT. Yeah. You know, he's like, think, OK, yeah, now I it's time it's to go. If they went into next year and Lonzo was still kind of like not up to snuff and LeVar was saying a bunch of stuff about how, I don't know, like let's make up a headline that seems realistic. Like LeBron is taking touches away from my son that he needs for development and the Lakers would be undefeated if they gave Lonzo yeah. 20 shots. Je- they, they should cut him and sign Jello. Jello better than LeBron. Yeah, something, something you know, realistic like that. Then I think if all of that stuff was coming to pass, then, you know, maybe they consider that a little bit more. But I, I think they're still very, very high on Lonzo. Well, as I will, I, I'm a prayer, I'm prepared to announce that as long as they keep Lonzo, I will, I will maintain a fan ne- uh, next year. Oh, but, wow! Uh, breaking, breaking news, yeah, breaking, breaking news. news. But breaking after news. that, I can't guarantee anything. I'm, I'm liking. This is, hey, this is the first, Lakers' first big free agent signing. I'm, wow. you know, I'm liking what they're doing down in Dallas. I'm liking that Dantich. So Uh-oh. that's very appealing. That's a very appealing group of players to me. So are I, they? I, but are they tampering now? Now that you have committed your fandom to the Lakers, <laughs> are they tampering hey. by like recruiting you by signing other? You know, enjoyable. Well, well Matt has. Uh, hey, if Jeannie, um, hey, if Jeannie wants to tamper, holla at me. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on, Harrison. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, talking through this. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. No, thanks for having me on. I mean, to be honest, I didn't realize we were recording for the first five minutes already. So oh, we have, oh, you know, man, we've recorded I didn't all this. Say anything that gets me fired in there. Oh no. Uh, no we, well, to be honest, we can we can cut out whatever you want us to cut out. We uh, <laughs> we we heavily edit the episodes. That's yeah. the only way to do. No, it. No, we just kind of rolled into it. We yeah. 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 Where where can our 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 th- our tens of listeners. No, we find got you. we got hundreds now. We got thousands. We actually we got thousands now. Tens tens of hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. Where, where, where can where can they find you, Harrison? So you can find my work on SilverScreenAndRoll.com, which is SB Nation's Lakers blog. I'm the editor in chief there, and you can find me on Twitter at HMFAIGEN. That's at HMFAGEN, and so you can see me tweet about. You can see me post sarcastic local man headlines for Lakers articles Ooh, there. Those are hilarious. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I'm going to ha- like sometimes it's like if I'm going to have to write about this inane story, I'm just going to I'm going to treat it with the seriousness so that it deserves. You know, if I'm having to write that LeVar thinks that his son shouldn't be traded, I'm not going to take it too seriously. And so that's just kind of my thing. All right, Harrison. Well, thanks again. We'll talk to you maybe next season. Hopefully we'll see. Yeah. After the Lakers win the title. With yeah, yeah, we'll have you come on. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, I guess we're still doing the pod. 
Yes, we got so him on. We had wow. him on. Just like Matt. Just, I mean, just like Magic. Yeah, we see Wow, we're amazing, still, amazing. Pod's still, pod's still here. Yeah, Pod's still here. Oh, man. Wow. So um, I, guess we should, I guess we should recap the draft a bit. Ooh. My, my personal favorite day of the year. I just love it. It it's, was great. I yeah. love the overload. I don't know how you do it, John, but I got ESPN on the big screen. On my computer, I'm switching between multiple live streams. I oh, got wow. The, I got the SI live stream. Ooh. I got the, they, they had an ESPN um, Jacoby uh, and Ryan Rosillo live stream that I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Oh, really? Uh, I got the Stepien live stream. So I oh, those, those guys were live streaming? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I nice, mean, there's, lots nice. of, there's lots of options for the live stream. I, unfortunately, had to work. You had to work. And I was at an arena. Right. So I had the Twitter going at one point, uh, but I also was with someone that was a big diehard NBA fan. Right. So he had all the reports going. So I was mostly going off of Woj, but then when the Sixers came to pick, I took my phone and ran to the other side and just watched it. Because what about so you're fine with all the spoilers and all that stuff, right? You I like, love the spoilers. See, I actually don't. By, by the way, big winner of the draft, Woj. Woj was uh. tweeting out. Uh, so to, to recap, Mark Stein, Woj is barred from from tipping the picks. And then Mark Stein tips like the first two, and Woj is just like, fuck this. Like, you could just see Woj like on TV. He's like sweating. He's pissed that he's like, that Mark Stein's on his corner. And he's like, fuck this. Like, and he just starts tweeting him out, but like in, you know, using, um, using like metaphors like, oh, the Portland's lasering in on Gary Trent Jr. So good. Uh, the Lakers will not not pass on, <laughs> yeah. on uh, Mo Wagner, you know, and just tipping all the picks, but in like, you know, using a thesaurus basically. And it was. It was, that was the best part of the draft, yeah. which is you missed out because you don't like that sort of stuff. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I did. Like, I, I mostly did it through Woj because it's too hard not to. Yeah. But when it comes to my pick, right. I like the suspense of things. Oh, you know what? You and know what? that's what I don't like about it because what's nice is you're like, who are we going to pick? Who are we going to pick? And then the guys are talking. It's like, Philly needs this. They need that. And you're like, come on, pick my guy, pick my guy. And you're waiting and there's – and you. You can see the moment happening. It's like, boop, you know, the little yeah. song. And you're like, all right, here comes Adam Silver. And with the 10th pick, Philadelphia selects. And you're like, oh, Mikael Bridges. And you're like, yes. But what I don't like is when someone just yells out, Mikael Bridges. And you're just like, oh, well, then now what am I watching? I'm, I already know what's happening. So you're, you know, you're 100 percent right because now that I'm remembering, I did the exact same thing for the Lakers pick. Yeah, it's I just, turned off the phone and I was turned off the live stream. And I was like, I'm just gonna watch the Lakers pick. Yeah, you and know, you guys cold. were texting me, you and Dave, and yeah. I had to say, Hey, stop! I'm watching the thing. Yeah. And other friends were texting. But the me. thing is, after the pick, you got to immediately go online to make sure it wasn't traded or exactly. something like that. Right away, right yeah, away, right away. Or you know, maybe a half hour or away maybe half an hour because yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikel Bridges got shipped out. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Her most heartwarming story is mom works in HR and now she's got can to do we, the, now we, she's got to do the exit interview. Yeah, can we can we talk about that? Yeah. Can we talk about the people who there is a bunch of Philadelphia so let's, let's just recap people. what happened. Yeah. Mikel Bridges, hometown guy, gets drafted by the Sixers and then they trade him to the Suns for the 16th pick and a future first. Yeah. Like basically 45 minutes later. Zaire Smith. After yeah. he'd already done a bunch of interviews talking about how much he loves Yeah, he Philly. did the press conference. He yeah. had the hat. His mom works at it. Is the VP yeah. of HR. Okay. A uh, couple things. Philadelphia. Uh, 95% of the time you say Villanova is not part of Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. So he's, so make up your mind. Is it is he hometown or not? Okay. Let's start there. Uh, two, his mom works in HR. Her job is to fire fucking people. Right. All right. Sure. All you idiots who think HR works for you, you're wrong. Her job. I mean, if we've learned anything from me too, it's that HR works for the company. It, it, it absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. Her job is to give you the least amount of money you will accept to do this job. 
And then when they don't need you anymore, get rid of you in a way that you don't sue. So let's not pretend like this is a heartbreaking thing. She breaks people's hearts all the time. She Every just time. fired Brian Clanchard. She just <laughs> fired <laughs> Brian Clanchard. You know just what had I mean? to go through all that. Yeah. Could you imagine? Think so. Like, let's stop with that. All right. Like, she's she's. You're a, talking about the people who were mad that they had traded him and said yeah. it was like classless. Just, come it's on, class, people like, can trade all the time. Come on, all just, the time. Nobody, nobody who nobody who thinks that listens to the podcast. John. No, come on. No, no, no. So just like that whole narrative, but it's not that. Even the national writers are like, oh, this is this. Oh, poor story. Hometown kid. In the, uh, how about this? Raise your hand if you want to go work with your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Secretly, Mikel Bridges is stoked. Did you? They they had to interview him afterwards, where he got traded to the Suns. He was happier than before. Yeah, he's like, man, I'm going to Phoenix. Where I'm it's going to Phoenix. It's sunny. Lots the of groupies. Girls? Like, I, <laughs> I get my mom. <laughs> Look, hovering I, around. I spent a summer in Scottsdale shooting a uh, reality show about the twelve hottest girls in America's number one party school, ASU. <laughs> All right. All right. Trust me, Mikel's doing fine. <laughs> Mikhail's happy. Mikhail's doing fine. He can either do that or he can hang out in Philadelphia with some mouthy broads that probably spit on him. <laughs> All right? And, and just, just, mom, just to be clear, you're not talking about his mom, right? No, no not his mom. Just, just, just general, general mouthy broads. Okay. Lash City knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Girls that'll try to fight you at uh, uh, On oh. Dynasty uh, Chinese restaurants. But he's fine. He's on a young, good team. And he doesn't need his mom over his back everywhere. The guy's his whole life. He went to Villanova, and she's right there. Right. He can't even get those college honeys. He can't even do that. Yeah. But now, let's do it. Yeah, that's a life tip. Go go far away from your family for college. You want to – you want to you, you wanna, because college, the first year, kind of sucks. Yeah. You people oftentimes, if they live close, they'll just go home every weekend. That's really bad for your development. You want to stay at college, make some yeah. friends, have fun. Go far away. That's some more life advice. ASU got the uh, the panty run. Also. The underwear run. All the students get, get in their underwear and they run. Like, come on. Do that. Hey, hey, hey. We started that at UCLA. Oh. The panty run at UCLA. We, uh, my class. I was one of the founders. Okay. Where are you, though? I was. You can you ask were... my brother. I'm, I'm a legend at UCLA for being one of the founders of, of the undie run at UCLA during really? finals week. You can ask my brother. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll find out. We'll yeah. See. You go, you can, we'll bring him on the What happened? You took your underwear off and then everyone ran the other way? Is that is that what started? Uh, we used my the street I lived on, we started the big water fights during finals week at, at midnight. Oh. midnight they, have, they have a tradition midnight yell at UCLA where at midnight you yell during finals week. Oh, really? We added the water component and we eventually added. Added the underwear component. Okay. Well, actually, okay. I don't know if I told the story of the pod before. No. One of the nights, uh, one of the nights I was had a trash can, right? Okay. And I was dumping water on on people from my balcony. Okay. okay. The cops come up, right? Yep. The cops come up. They come into the apartment. They're like, "We heard someone in this apartment." Also, and I was wearing like a bright green hat and like red shirt, so I was very recognizable. Okay. Right? So they come up. They're like. We got reports, uh, you know, someone's dumping water on people uh, from this from this apartment, and I was like, "Oh yeah, is that like against the law or something?" They're like, "Yeah, uh, it's a felony." And I was like, "So you uh, arrest God every time it rains?" <laughs> <laughs> what did the cops say? The cops, he's like, "All right, you're re- I'm writing you up." So they just wrote me up, and I was like, "I just had to go to the dean or whatever." And <laughs> the dean's like, "If you get one more write up, you're out of here." And I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna run around in my underwear." <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, oh yeah! Wow, the young, Legend, Matt, Matt. The young Matt was uh, didn't didn't give a fuck. Then he then he you know got old and you know whatever. Yeah, wow. 
Uh, so what else about the draft? I mean, the Sixers trade. I imagine you love the Sixers trade. They get that Miami draft pick. I, I do. Great, great, unprotected. Um, so I had no idea who Zaire Smith was. Very good advanced stats. Yeah. So now I started watching him, and I really – he's exciting. And Mikael Bridges apparently forgot how to shoot. Yes, he so, decided – he pulled, so, he pulled so, the faults. So he dodged that bullet. He pulled the faults. This dude – he got, to, got to the, the Sixers training facility for one second. Already forgot how to shoot. Well, did he put? Oh, did he put on the Philly hat that Fultz had yeah, on maybe, last year? Is maybe. it like one of those uh, Zapster Energy kind of thing? Who knows? Uh oh, get a new hat, folks. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I think Mikel Bridges is going to be really good. I do. I think he's going to be really, really solid. He's going to be one of those guys that just secretly is a reason why you win. You know, you're never going to be. He's never going to be an All Star. He's never going to be that. But you're going to look back and be like. Damn, like he's got a really good win share, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not exciting, right? He's another Robert Covington. He's a Danny Green. Great players. This is the last time we're going to draft top 10. Swing for the fences. Let's go after someone that could be a legitimate star. You know what I mean? And um, I think Zaire Smith could. I'm not saying he's going to, but yeah. he has the tools. He's the best athlete by far. Plays great one-on-one defense. Now, Mikel Bridges is really great at team dif- defense. Like He's like Robert Covington, right? You can blow by Robert Covington all you want, but he's not going to get caught up on switches. He's smart like that. Right. That's Mikel Bridges. He's like Covington. But if you need a guy to just say, yo, you're on Tatum all night long, that's Zaire Smith. And, uh, you know, I like his name. I it's like great it. name. Right? It's the black and white cookie I tweeted yeah. out. It's yeah. just like... You know, you gotta. If you're stuck with the last name Smith, I say go go I mean, extra. I, you, your so your contention is Smith is a very white name. I don't think that's my contention. Uh, okay, all right. I think that's uh, I, my contention would be you're saying that's like the it's like a very black white name Zaire Smith. I think a more black white name would be Zaire Mayonnaise. Zaire Mayonnaise. That's, okay. I mean, that's Malcolm Mayonnaise. That's I, I mean <laughs> Malcolm Mayonnaise is pretty good. Malcolm, name. yeah, Malcolm Mayonnaise. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's name. pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, that's up there with Zayer Smith. Yeah, yeah. That's like a that's like a good villain name in some sort that of is uh, children's show or something. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, and I like the Miami pick. Obviously, of course. Um, How could you not? I, I do kind of the thing I don't get is everyone keeps saying that's the year that the high school kids might come. Right. So what? You're just hoping. I guess the the belief is you're hoping dumb teams take really bad high school no, no, players. No, 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 no. The reason why that's good is is they're calling it a double draft because what you get, it's like imagine this draft yeah. that we have now plus all the great high school draft, all the all the high school seniors. So it's like dub, for one year it'll be double the talent. And I get that. So but here's the, the problem: if it's the first year of it, you're getting double the talent. Yeah, but if not this year, let's look at the year back. Right. Uh. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> exactly. You're get you're getting uh Harry Giles. You're getting uh, you know, like yeah, you're, 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 point- get, you're getting like all the people that we laughed at, the Harrison twins, all the people that were ranked top whatever in high school turned out to be bums. Yeah, no, no, no. And like, I think so, yeah, that's I, gonna be the problem. I, I understand what you're saying. The variance is high with the high school players, and we saw that, you know, when when high school players were yeah. be able to draft him. But the point is, even if that Miami pick is like a twelfth pick of the draft, yeah, there's more there's gonna be you still have There's the going to be maybe four I mean, Kobe, or five. Kobe was like, was Kobe the 12th pick? Kobe was a later pick. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Garnett was not. In, I, don't, I think Kevin Garnett was like the fifth pick or something yeah. like that. So, so, so yeah, there might be a bunch of teams who picked this, these idiot high school kids who 
who don't turn out to be something. So maybe some of the better kids fall back. Yeah, I mean, you I never know. It. There's just more talent. That, I if, get it. it. But it has to be that first year. Also, who cares? Like, it's it's it, the Miami Miami would probably be bad. It's it's unprotected. I mean, like. Yeah, but I look as at, we've had a Miami pick before. All right, that oh, everyone said, yeah, and everyone's like, oh, this is the best pick. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, no, it was the twenty second pick. Well, also you had this Lakers pick that was supposed to be good and good, good, and now exactly. it's the tenth pick. Exactly. Was- so I'm not knocking it. It's still a great piece. It's a great piece to make a trade. Well, also if you think Mikel, I mean, like they said, they thought Mikel Bridges and Zaire Smith were basically equal talents. Exactly. So, so I'm why not? It's, the whole thing is great. I don't think that people are like, well, Miami's getting old. That might be a top. It's probably not gonna be a top pick. Miami doesn't mess up. You know, Mi- I mean? Miami is nothing but well run, but you know, you never know what's going to happen. Pat Riley yeah. might leave, Spolster might leave, so. totally, or they could trade for Kawhi. Yeah, or they could. I mean, seriously, why are they not in the Kawhi? They are. Six? Yeah, okay, all right. I think I think that's seriously a move. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm all for it. I love it. They grabbed two other shooters. Uh, I think that's great. I will say the one nit, if I'm going to nitpick this draft for the Sixers, just get a little nerdy. Uh, they had traded that Lakers pick before. Thirty ninth pick, yeah. Kind of felt like you probably could have kept that and drafted uh, Shamit a little later. Didn't seem like you had to use the 26 pick. All right. on. Look, you're, all getting, you're getting some smart guy. You're getting to the smart guy. I'm just saying. Talk. I'm nitpicking. Look, I'm Are being we, honest. We lo- I'm being honest. We love the Dantich to the Mavs, right? We both love that. Oh, great move. Great. I, but I don't even. I don't mind it from Atlanta either. I mean, if you if you Trey Young's your guy, no, Trey Young's get, great. Get Trey Young. Get Herder. I mean, get, get the Mavs pick next year. I, I think it's a win-win for both teams. I think it's a win-win for both. Yeah, I loved it. I love it for both guys. Um, what do you think of I'm I look I as someone who's a big fan of the Kings right we're trying to get the Kings no, straight dude dude the Kings man they should have Dantich is right I mean I I love the Kings we obviously love Sacramento we love the people that work for the Kings we love that arena we love the city I could never be a fan of the, the Sacramento Kings they just fuck up too much it's like what are you doing man Bagley, really? When Dante just sitting right there? Come on. Here's the thing. I I agree. I think they messed up and they should have taken Dante because I picked Dante. But I'm not low on Bagley like some people are. I'm low, man. We red flagged him last week. Yeah, but I actually think for that team, like I think he has a little upside to him. And I think we're doing the thing where now I'm not saying he will be Tatum. But the same way we talked about Tatum of like, oh, he's just a shooter. He's just this offense, no defense. He can't stretch the floor, all that stuff. And we saw how much of a jump he made. Now, I don't think he'll make that jump as much as Tatum, obviously. That might still be a really good pick for them. So, And if he's a guy, what I like about Bagley is he works his ass off. He hustles, which is always a good sign. And if he wanted to go to the Kings and Luka didn't, I don't know. I don't think it necessarily will automatically be a – Disaster, disaster. I think the I I, I think maybe, um, but I, I I think the Aiton pick will will look back on as being way worse than the Bagley pick. Exactly because Aiton, exactly. I don't know if you saw John, but Aiton tweet Aiton did the thing where he tweeted out Ugh. the advertisers text instead of adjusting it, just like Fultz did. And you know we yeah. said that. I mean that's a red flag. If you red can't if, if if the advertiser gives you the text and you don't change it, like that you, you got to read it. You got to be. You might not be able to read. Pretty dense. Ooh, do we know Fultz can read? <laughs> Dude, come on, D- John. That's that's too far. Okay, what about that's too far? That's Maybe too Aiden far. Can they read. both can. Come on, John. Okay, can they read? I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not sure our president can read. I'm cutting all that out. I'm so. not sure our president can read. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying, Aiden. I don't. I don't like the signs. Oh, then also he says he has he he describes himself as having multiple personalities. Did he say that? Not the multiple personality disorder, but he says he likes to talk in different voices, and he, oh. each different voice has its own name, kind of like Nicki Minaj has. Oh, I see. Okay, different rap characters. So. Yeah, I think I, I I'm definitely I think I, I think last week our red flags of Aiton were were warranted. Yeah. The last thing I want to say about the draft is that to me the big losers are the Nuggets and the Celtics. Oh. Because and everyone's calling the winners because they're like, oh Michael Porter Jr. was falling and the Nuggets got great value at 14. Oh Robert Williams was falling. The Celtics got him at 27, 28, wherever they got yeah, him. Yeah, 27. It's like these guys were falling for a reason, man. Like this is not a good draft pick if. Michael Porter Jr. never plays in the league. It's like Harry Giles last year. It's like Harry Giles is never going to be, he's never going to play. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr., look, I wish him the best, but he, he sat out last year. He looked bad. When they announced him and he, when they did the, the intros to the draft, he couldn't walk across the stage. He was like walking gingerly and like could barely get down the stairs. It's like, look, I, I hope he heals, but it's not looking good, man. And then I don't, and then even if you get him a 14, it's not a good draft pick if the guy never plays. Yeah. And honestly, back surgery if even if he gets completely healthy let's say you take a year off and you and it's like a steph curry thing where you're like oh it's your hip that's messing up your back and that's why okay whatever it is whatever it is i just didn't love his game didn't love his game didn't love his his demeanor and the thing is five ryan rosillo reported that five teams red flagged him like and we don't know if all the teams guys medical but he's saying at least five teams red flagged the dude i mean come on like yeah and that's the thing it's not like Embiid to me where you were like if this guy's healthy he's he's offense defense he's can't miss he's so good he's got a lot of tight moves I I would peg it at like five to ten percent that Michael Porter Jr. is healthy and even if he's healthy it's like he's still at the best he's Andrew Wiggins yeah an athletic guy who ball hogs doesn't play defense doesn't play hard like what is he what are you doing I don't get that I don't pick I don't pick I I also say I don't care how late it was in the draft uh I think at 14 that's kind of the breaking point. Uh, would you rather have him or Zaire Smith? Well, I would probably at the time I, Kevin Herter. I, I don't believe in Herter. Oh man, I believe. Why do we keep believing these like white dudes who shoot in, well in college? I don't Can know. Can someone explain that to me? Like Divincenzo, yeah. he's the most Nick Stauskas guy I've ever seen. No one thought he was athletic ever. He's 22. He's never never been known as being an athlete, right? No one's like, ooh, this guy goes to the combine. They're like, oh my god. Oh, he can jump now. He must be good at basketball. Get, get out of here with that combine difference crack. in uh, athleticism from in-game versus the yeah, combine. Yeah, no, like, no one was like, this dude, he jumps out of the gym, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone was, but I never, in reading about him or seeing him, thought this is the peak athlete. Same thing happened to Nick Stauskas. They get him in that combine. He's so good at it. You know, but yeah. like, all right, well, we'll see. I believe in I believe in Herder. We'll see. Yeah. I, I like what they're doing down there in, in the fortress in Atlanta. I know. I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick, yeah. but like him, Michael Porter, I could, I could see why you go Michael Porter. And the Robert Williams, they, they apparently he fell because of character issues. Yeah. And then the next day he oversleeps his conference call. <laughs> it's like because he was partying at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Is that true? Like how, yeah, he was at a Buffalo Wild Wings. It was his draft party. You know how turnt can you get at a Wild Wings? You know? I don't know. Maybe to oversleep an 11 a.m. conference. Oh, was 11? Call, 11 a.m. Dude, that guy fell for character reasons. I don't care. Like, come on. Yeah, Come on, that's that's yeah, that's a but, bad you know, pick, and everyone's like, "Ooh, twenty-seven, great value." It's not great value if he never makes a league. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, any other fun picks? No. Anyone that? Oh, Lonnie Walker to the Spurs. Oh God, 
What not, do you think? I'm I'm not a Lonnie Walker fan. <laughs> I saw I saw the quotes from the Sports Illustrated profile. Oh man, like Lonnie Walker is saying all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, I don't like the high hair. I I think. I, and this goes back against what I was saying last week. I, I think the Spurs just may have lost it. Like, just, <laughs> Spurs just may have gotten old. They may, Maybe they just, the league is maybe it passed them by. I I kind of like it for them because Lonnie Walker is. I, I like the guy. He is such a weirdo, and yeah. that's why that's why I like him. I like him because he, he's just a weirdo. And throw him in with Pop, the do the whole thing because you know the you know Spurs give presentations. Like their players always give a presentation on topic. Oh, God. Ooh, Lonnie's gonna be good. Woo! Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. John. Ooh. Let's move to get at me, dog. Let's do it. This is where we tweet an NBA player, score points today, they respond. This week, uh, rookie, Gary Trent Jr. We're gonna be doing rookies for a while. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna see what they're what they're made out yeah, of. We're gonna welcome these rookies to the league. Yeah. All right. So he he's with the Blazers. I tweeted at him, trying to convince my wife to let me get my new favorite blazer. Gary Trent Jr.'s jersey. But she says, we need diapers. Can anyone help me convince her? That was the tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw this guy tweeted out like he was like trying to put up Ben Wallace pictures and he had tweeted at Ben Wallace, like, help me convince my wife. Oh, okay. I like that. And take. he had accidentally included his credit card in the picture. Oh, really? That's ben, funny. And Ben Wallace was like, yo, delete that tweet, doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. At least Ben, Ben, shout out to Ben for doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just said a simple one. Welcome to Portland, Gary Trent Jr. You should meet my friend Von Dunkels. He can take you to Voodoo Donuts. Nice. Is just, Von Dunkels in He's Portland? in Portland, yeah. That's what, so that's to, basically all you know about Portland is they have Voodoo Donuts and Von Dunkels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his new daughter. Oh. Duncan. Duncan just had a daughter. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. Your life is going to be hell yes. for about five months. Yep. Then it gets better. You get a response, John? No. Neither did I. Although J.P. Mel said... Uh, to mine, he said, "Yeah, no problem. That's easy. All Duke jerseys make great diapers." I saw that. That I was saw pretty that. good. Response. That was pretty good response. That's pretty good. That's pretty yep. good. So shout out to him for that response. So you know, better luck next time for us, I guess. Uh, you want to move on to headlines? Headlines. headlines. This yeah. This is where we uh, just read headlines from the newspaper. It's a lot of news lately. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Nick Young called for the NBA to legalize cocaine. Oh. Yeah, but the league explained it was already legal. In fact. They allow a sentient piece of cocaine to coach a team. You might know him as Quinn Snyder. Headlines. <laughs> Good one. Strong. Carmelo, strong. Carmelo Anthony opted into his $27 million option to stick around OKC next year. He also opted into the extra 27 pounds around his waist. Headlines. It's keeping him around next year, too. Yep. This is a long one. Uh, just, you know, follow with me on this on this story. Okay, okay I'm in. Uh, former GM... Uh, Mitch Kupchak signed a piece of cement known as Timofey Mozgov for $60 million, uh, with the Lakers. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. A contract that was so bad that Mitch was uh, summarily fired right after that. Yeah. Then he got a new job with the Hornets uh, because uh, Michael Jordan's brain is 85% cigar smoke and tequila. Yeah. You know, they hired Mitch, right? Yep. And then Mitch Kupchak's first move as the GM of the Hornets is to trade for that affirmation uh, Russian stiff uh, Mozgov. And when asked why, so I just set all that up just to get to Yeah, it, you know. a long headline, yeah, long yeah, headline. Have, when full, asked full why, page, full page. When asked why, Kupchak explained, I'm being blackmailed. You know the P-tape? I'm the second shooter. Headlines. Wow. Is it worth it? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, sure, why not? You get why it because the Russians are blackmailing Yeah, 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 I get it, I got it, I got it, I got it. 
All right. Coach Pop, journey. Glad, glad to hear that the media's staying on this Russia thing. <laughs> just glad. I'm glad. I'm they're, glad on, they're on it. They're Mueller's, on, it. On, Mueller's yeah, on the just case. Go, just glad they're still on it. Actually, okay. shout out. Really, shout out. I don't know if you listen to the Daily, the, the New York Times I podcast. do. So, I haven't lately, but yes, they, 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 had great, they had a great one about the uh, about how Russia got the uh, World Cup. Oh. You know, all the bribes and stuff. Oh, really? There's a lot of parallels with the current Russian hey, investigation. Hey, look. Hey, hey. As a Fox employee, there's nothing Nothing shady. Nothing shady's going on. Everything with the World Cup's been going great, guys. There's Everything. Nothing, keep it up. There's nothing shady about no, Fox no, having no, the no, rights. No, 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 no. Make sure you tune in. Tune in, folks. Tune in to the World Cup. All right. Coach Pop journeyed to San Diego last week to pitch Kawhi on staying with the Spurs. And here at the Super Hoopers, we've actually obtained exclusive audio. Of, uh, of Kawhi's response. Uh, here it is. Headlines. Big get for us. Big get. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. All right, should we roll into shout-outs and beefs? Let's just roll right in. Shout-outs and beefs is where we shout-out beef with whatever happened last week that didn't fit into a main topic. Yes, pretty much. Yo, I saw, shout-out to me, I saw Andrew Bynum. Yeah, I saw Andrew Bynum at my local coffee shop. Andrew Bynum, Bynum, former you may he was a former Laker and a former Sixer. Mm-hmm. Famously injured himself bowling, right? Also famously uh, took only half court shots in one, in a Cavs practice one time. So good, kind of a yeah, kind of an ornery character. He's only thirty though. Can you believe that? He's only thirty, anyways. He's only thirty. Yeah, he's only thirty. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he rolls into my local coffee shop. The barista is like talking to him, like he's like, "Oh, big fan, you know, whatever." Saying all stuff to him, they're they're rapping, and then uh, Bynum leaves, and the other barista is like, "Who was that?" And then the barista that was talking to him was like, "I, I don't know. I just assumed he was a basketball player, though. <laughs> he's like seven feet tall, and he parked across like four spots, like uh, like Sterling Brown did." And oh, he's really? Just, like he just like he basically just pulled up in his like giant. He had like a giant like Ford truck and just parked across all the open handicapped spots out front. Ugh. So. He's, he's he's living his best life, he's, you know. We is, were, yeah. were right across the street from a bowling alley. Maybe he was bowling. Maybe he just yeah had the bleached hair. Wow. He he wasn't fat. He's looking no, he's looking good. Yeah, looking good. Can I get him in that big three? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, that'd be great. I'd yeah, take a bite. Seriously, nah, nah, his knees don't hold up. Yeah. Actually, he's probably yeah he's probably done with yeah. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to me. Uh, for last week's episode, where for thirty minutes I told you what's going on with Kawhi Leonard, uh, and just completely right about it. Well, if I well, remember, if we, I remember our disagreement, our disagreement was about the Spurs' handling of the situation, not what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the article came out saying that he was pissed at the way Pop threw him under the bus and Tony and uh, Manu. Yeah, my contention was the relationship yeah, yeah, was already broken at that uh, point. Yeah, my contention was the relationship was already broken. I, I don't know about that. Of course, that's what his Camp's gonna say. I don't of course, know his Camp's that. gonna yeah, leak that garbage. Kinda, kind of the stuff I've been saying all year round. Did, uh, my my whole point of my argument last week is that the relationship was broken at the beginning of the year. Mm. And if that was the case, there's nothing the Spurs could have done, John. No, that's what the article said, but you know. Yeah, the article I... from clearly from Kawhi's camp. Like, okay. come All on, right. dude. All right. All there's right. stuff that there's stuff out there that's saying he wanted out, you know, at the beginning of the year. Mm. That's my, that was my whole point. Go listen to the pot. Uh, okay. Or don't. I mean, uh, you know, okay. come on. It's, All right. It's old hey, news. hey, look. Just listen to this one just, twice. Just, just shout out to me. Shout out for me for being right again. Yo, I got always I wanna, right, never hey, wrong. I want to shout out myself too. Okay, okay good. Good. Because I got some good. Advi- I got some advice for for Milwaukee. Okay, I'm trying to help Milwaukee out. Okay. Right? Okay. Friend of the show, Justin Johnson's team, uh, came out that Sterling Brown is suing the cops. You know, you know the horrible thing. Yep. To Sterling Brown, where he got tased by these cops. You know, this. You know, whatever. Milwaukee police. You know, kind of overstepping their bounds. Not kind of overstepping their bounds. Tasing Sterling Brown would appear 
to be a terrible situation for Milwaukee, right? Yes. I say let's spin this around. Let's, let's make this a Careful. good thing. Let's make this a good oh, thing. Oh, no, man. You, Milwaukee Bucks, you say, look, our police department is so racist that you, you're going to have a chance to sue them and make an extra 50 or $60 oh, million. Dollars. This is easy money. Hey, look, you go you go to L.A. and get the endorsement money. You go you come to Milwaukee, get that, get that lawsuit money. It's, oh, it's easy for you. Okay. Yeah, make it a selling point. Make it a selling point, Make, make right? your racist police department... You know, a way to get extra money for your players. Come Got on, it. guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Pro- I'm, I'm gonna instantly beef with that idea. Uh, <laughs> I I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna beef with that. That whole. All right. Well, I'm just saying. That, just the whole thing. Just. I'm yeah. not beefing with the cops. I'm not saying. Yeah, that I, I just right. wouldn't just, make that I'm like trying, a selling point. I would I'm just. Tr- I'm I would, trying I would, to help the Bucks. I would actually, if I was the Bucks, try to end that Look. racism Look. instead of promoting it as a way to uh, possibly die at the hands of our local government. But you know, hey, two different, two different sides. Two you know, different, we see look, two different bucks. That's why. That's why think, this works. That's yeah, why this works, yeah. right? You two, think you think the Spurs did a great job. I was right in saying that it was the Spurs' fault. You think that racist cops is a selling point. I think that <laughs> the not, Bucks I'm should probably saying, I'm saying stop the, the racism. I'm saying the money you can make off them. All right. Uh, okay. Let's not. I, let's not I put words in my mouth. I don't think that's saying, that. I'm advocating I, okay. for a civil lawsuit. Okay. Mm. I would, right, I would just say probably not. Okay. All right. Well, you got anything yeah. else, John? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I could I could shout out Jerry West, man. Jerry West's breaking breaking news that he tra- traded away traded away Austin Rivers. Oh man, that's a, that's the clear sign that Jerry West has completely taken over oh, he's the Clippers. Taken over. He just trades Doc's son right away, and also shout out Jerry West, who who we know is the Ooh, the best, man the best drafter in NBA history. Yeah. Who did he like in the draft? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm. Who did I like? Shea Gilchrist. Wow, basketball genius. He's number three on my big board. He was. I he am was. basketball yeah, genius yeah, yeah. confirmed. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got some shout outs. Okay, I got. Go ahead. I, I'm curious here. I got. Uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, Drew Hanlon. Uh huh. Um, for coming on. Uh. He's now working with Markel Fultz. Right. For those who don't know, <clears throat> Drew Hanlon. Those don't want to Markel Fultz was the number one draft pick last year. Yes. And forgot how to shoot. He can forgot how to shoot. We're, we're, de- we're not. Matt's pretty sure that he can read. I, I, <laughs> I give on. it about an 8% chance that he can't. I'm just saying. On, just man. saying. Why are you going to make me edit more stuff out? <laughs> uh, I like how you can say, you're allowed to say, uh, Milwaukee should advertise that the cops uh, attempt to murder uh, black people for doing nothing. That should be a selling point. But if I say I don't know if Markel Fultz can read, then that got that's it's get because what out. I'm saying is a joke and like you know clearly but mine's not, not something a joke. Do. Well, yours yours is a joke, but yours is feeding into you know hundred years old stereotypes. What is yours? Yours is about they should advertise racism. No, but that's like the butt of the joke in mine is the Milwaukee Police Department. It's the the butt of the joke in mine is the, the people in the position of power. The, the butt of the joke in you is the the people who have been disenfranchised. I'm not blaming him for being disenfranchised. I'm just saying Markel Fultz is an idiot. Yeah, but you're using a you're you're, no, you're saying oh, he can't. Oh, you are. You're saying he can't read, which is a stereotype of African Americans going back. You know, I don't think years. that's a stereotype. It I, is a stereotype. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't think that to any other black player. No, but I'm saying, even whether you're not, I said whether you're not cognizant or not, it's 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 a, it's a stereotype. I, I think this is one of those liberals neg- are the real racists. See, you thought it was because of the color of his skin. I just think he's 
just because he doesn't know how many teams are in the I NBA. I get what you're saying, but I'm I saying people will it. interpret it through the lens I say let of the an age-old stereotype. I say let the people. All let right, the well, people well, decide. I, we've talked about it so much that I'll probably have to leave it in. Leave it in. Okay. Leave it in. I'm right. not, I had that nothing to do with race. I know a lot of white people who can't read. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know anybody who can't read. Everyone can read. Oh, my God. My cousins can't read. Your my cousins, mom, my mom's actual, made fun of my cousins your for not reading. Your actual cousins can't read? I said the president can't read. He's white as hell. I will say you half, honestly half the white people of West Virginia can't read. Th- that's maybe. But you actually, okay, there it is. You actually don't. You actually know people who can't read. Do I know people who can't read? In your life, you've encountered someone who can't read. Come on. Uh, the literacy I mean, rate in the U.S. is like 99%. I don't. My mom doesn't read really that My well. My mother-in-law can't read. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Now, but that's because she's not from the U.S. Okay. She's, she's from like a village. Fultz might be and an also, alien. Fultz might be an alien. Her language, the language they speak, I don't think has a written form. So Okay. <laughs> it may not. I'm even, just saying. Yeah. I just, I had, had nothing to do with race. I just, look. Defend yourself all you want, John. I, okay. All right. I think I think Embiid and Tatum can read. Never <laughs> okay. once would ever question that. Yeah. All right. So what are you saying? <laughs> learn how, he learned how to shoot now. Drew Hanlon's working with so him. So Drew Hanlon's working with him, which is a great, great sign because Drew is the guy who got Tatum to, with the hit. You know, he had a hitch before why people didn't like him, and then made him a forty percent three point shooter. Insane. Uh, he's worked with Embiid a lot. He's known as a great shot doctor, and and it is a great sign that he's doing that. So that, so now everyone is on the, I'm buying all the Markel fault stock, right? Right. Everyone's like, oh, everyone's uh, is unfairly criticizing him. Like, yep. this guy's going to come back. He was number one pick talent. Like, yep. all you people are being mean to him. Exactly. Can't believe how people would write him off so yeah, quickly. Can't believe yeah. people don't think he can read. There's been a lot of tis tisking on Twitter. <laughs> yep, yep. And yep. Reddit of people who are anti-Markel Fultz, yep. which I am. Yeah. Firmly anti Marco Folds. Think he will be a bust and never be good. <laughs> <laughs> so I. So here's the thing. But I, I never thought he was. I ne- before all this happened. I never. I never yeah, and that's, that's. I've always. I've always been. I've always thought. Not that he'd never be good, but I thought he would just be an average pro. Yes, and I'm kind of. I thought above average, but I. I didn't have him as the number one pick. So, that's a good sign. Um. And, Drew Hanlon went on a podcast. And talked about how he, and confessed that Fultz had the yips. He right. said, he was like, this is the worst, this is the most. Most yippy yips that have ever yipped. There's no, this, is, this is the yips. So all you guys who used to get on Twitter and argue with me and say that it was the shoulder injury, had, yeah. it wasn't the yips. Can we put that to bed? The shoulder was never injured, right? Hasn't, hasn't Kyle Newbeck said the shoulder is never injured? It, was it, wasn't it, that in it the article? was injured. Uh-huh. He was. But apparently he... It wasn't like this injury that lasted the whole time, right? Like, it wasn't, like, like didn't, didn't Colangelo's burner also say it wasn't injured? Well, he definitely stopped playing summer league for a while. Like, right. there definitely was an injury, right? But it wasn't wasn't that a leg injury though. Mm, I can't remember what it was. It, either way, he got it, he got injured. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is one of the reasons I was off him is we, me and Dave Fudernick watched him in summer league, and he was like invisible on the floor. He got injured, and we didn't even know what happened. We yeah. were like, we were intently watching the game. He got injured. We didn't even know what happened. We didn't see the play. We were like, where's Markel? He just, just not playing anymore. And then yeah. we, found, we had to check on Twitter that he was injured. Right, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So either way, he wasn't injured the whole time, and that's what was keeping him back. And right. you're right, Kyle did say that. No, he was in the gym training mm-hmm. and doing stuff. Um, and then, you know, but Hanlon, so 
So that's a good sign that they're like, oh, he's working his way back. Well, and I don't, I don't want to put words in Kyle Newbeck's. Maybe he, maybe he hasn't reported it, so I, t- I take that back. If he, he said reported. it on the pod. Oh, did he? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, check the tapes. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. If not, sorry, Kyle. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we apologize. Ooh, hope we didn't ruin your career. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Drew said that he was like, listen, I, Markel, if you trust me, you're gonna make me famous. I'm gonna get your jump shot back, and. Everyone will know that I'm well, the guy that, that That's like the thing. worst pitch in history. If you trust me, you're going to make me famous. Wouldn't you say, if you trust me, I'll make you famous? Wouldn't that be a better pitch? Well, he's already famous. Marco Fultz is already famous? Yeah. Okay. So he says, I'm going to help no, no, you. No, I would say I'm going to help you go from infamy to fami, or whatever the opposite <laughs> of infamy is. <laughs> fami. Um, no, so he was like, look, I'm going to fix your shot, and then everyone's going to know who I am for being the guy that fixed your shot. Okay. Okay. Right. And he was like, and no I, one's going to know who your other no, bum ass trainer was, no, Uncle Keith no. or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so he said, he was like, I thought it was going to take six weeks to get it back to the uh-huh. right thing. He's like, we're there in two weeks. Wow. Okay. Everyone is like, you hear that, folks? It's coming back. Right. It's coming back. And I want to be optimistic. But here's the other thing. But it's hard for you to be optimistic after the Sixers parted ways with Brian Colangelo. <laughs> it's hard for you to be optimistic when they've let, they've cut your love loose. Well, two things. One, he's been healthy since the end of March. Okay. So for 12 weeks, he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. Shooting, practicing, right. playing in basketball games. Then Drew Hanlon saw him uh-huh. and said, yeah, bro, you're six weeks away. Okay? That's a lot. Right. That's a bad, messed up shot. Mm. Um, so that's one big concern, right? The other concern is... You know, there's there was rumors that the Sixers might trade faults and all this stuff, and people are saying, "Oh, you'd be selling low, blah 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 blah." But remember, Brett Brown is now the GM. He knows. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a, there was a there was a great SIR article inside the draft room with all the with the Sixers trade. Jake Fisher. It's very very clear. That, that was fantastic, by the way. J- look, I've shouted out Jake Fisher before on the spot. Jake's one of my favorite writers. He's great. Um, it, but it was very clear from that article that Brett Brown is the GM. Yes. And uh, he knows everything about faults. And at the end of the year press conference, if you guys were listening, uh, Brett said, yeah, we have two stars, Ben Simmons and Joe Allen Bede, and we're looking for a third. Uh, they're star hunting. They're star hunting. Right. Well, what does that mean? Now, Colangelo, when he got to the interview, he was like, and also Markel Fultz. Right. Well, yeah, because you need that. Right. Well, because so, he's Colangelo's guy. I mean, it's Colangelo, Colangelo's guy. Colangelo he needs, he needs to say that he still yeah. he did a smart thing. So, I don't know. I mean, Brett, Brett's with that kid all the time. He's been working with him. He saw that shot go away. He saw the yips happen. He's seen him healthy for 12 weeks. Be like, this guy doesn't have it. He's pulled him from the playoffs. I, that's So, that's part of me saying, like, I'm not sure if this is this, – Working out, but hopefully Drew Hanlon can do it. He's been posting some sick dunks and some sick dribbling videos, but gotta well, get that jump shot. I wish I wish Fultz the best. As long as he's uh, worse than Lonzo Ball, I'll be happy. Yes, so, nice. Whatever. I mean, I wish him the best as long as it's not as good as Lonzo. Because here's a question. Uh huh. I want to hear your opinion because I don't know my Whoa, opinion. This is rare that you want to hear my opinion. I always want to hear okay, your opinion okay. unless right. when I, you know, except most things. Except except on the quiet situation, yeah, Angelo. Yeah. 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 Um, do you think the Sixers should trade for Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, and if you know, so that's a, what? That's you know, I'm, I'm sort of, um, I'm sort of a, 
big on not trading for stars, you know, given, <laughs> given my not wanting LeBron. And I, it's just because I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure if you know what you're getting with Kawhi. Right? Because it's like I, that injury seems more serious than it's either nothing or it's like something that's really because they, they described it as de- degenerative, right? You one never, article had it. You never want well, to have the, an injury that's degenerative. One of the teams uh-huh. thinks it's degenerative. The other right. team thinks it's something else. But still not I, a good I, it sign. Would, it, would, it would depend what I'm giving up. Um, I don't know if I just don't know if I would give up that much. Also, I don't think Kawhi is giving the guarantee to the Sixers. That's the For, other. I think thing. it's a one year thing. It's a one year rental. So, I mean, if I wasn't giving up much, I would do it. But I don't think I would give up. I would probably trade Fultz, but that's just because I don't believe in Fultz. So, uh, but th- they have more. Inf- obviously, Brett Brown has more information about Fultz than I do. So, yeah, he would he would be he would be better to. Be, but I don't. I wouldn't give up like Fultz, Sayer Smith, and the Miami pick or something like that. I wouldn't give up multiple good. A- I would give up. I would give up one of their assets basically. For yeah, it. I think it would. I hope they don't give up Zaire Smith. I mean, I, Sarge I too. I would. I would try to hold on. Hold on, Sarge. See, I would probably do like. Let's say the medical comes back and says like. He should be fine. Right. Okay. It's not a long term like thing. I think Sarich and that Miami pick, and I, th- you know, you'd have to do some kind of filler, like you, you know, to make the thing work. And not too much more than that, though, right? I, I, I think it'd be like one of your, one of your prime assets, like Fultz, Sarich, the Miami pick, or Zaire. I would, I would kind of do just one of those. Although you're high on Zaire, I would probably, try, I would probably try to keep Zaire Smith too. Yeah, I don't know. I I just want because I, I I don't think he's resigning there, unless they win the title. I don't think he comes back. So then you're really just doing the one year rental. Yeah, I mean, well, that would be the thing too. You'd have to have the, the you insurances know, insurances that he would have. He's interested that this is a possibility. But we're seeing. I mean, we th- look. We could all look like morons if Paul George resigns with OKC, and I don't think that's going to happen. But we just saw it with Paul George. I mean, Paul George came out and said, "I want to be with the Lakers." I think 99% he signed with the Lakers. Kawhi said the same thing. He wants to go to the Lakers. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I take that risk if I'm if I'm Boston or if I'm Philly. But what if what if it's a case where the Lakers get LeBron and Paul George and don't have room they for don't have Kawhi? Don't have room. That's true. Then they won't, there won't be no way. Then, then he can't go. Right. And then maybe he's like, yo, I will play with Brett Brown. Yeah. I like him. That's my dude. If, the, if he could say, like, yo, if this works, we'll stay. Then, if you, then, if you, you can know. get some sort of indication that you'd have like a fitty fitty chance, exactly, exactly. Like, room. hey, yeah, we're we're fine. We love you, Brett. Let's do this. I would push if it works into, out. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I love Kawhi, but I just the injury scares me, and then the situation scares I, me. I would keep one of Fultz or Zaire. Right. I think you got to keep one guy that you know that still has a chance to be great. Yeah, yeah. But right. I think I don't know. It might be. I don't know. I that's my worry about Brett Brown, the GM, because he's ready. He's waited a he's lot got, of yeah. years. He's like, let's do he's this. He's waited a lot of years with let's my, players. Let's get my buddy Kawhi in here and oh, let's buddy. do it. Let's let's knock out. Yeah. Let's knock out Boston. Let's let's win this thing. So hopefully we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. But I'm not trusting Kawhi and his team right now. Yeah. All right. Well, final final beef for me. Final beef. Last okay. beef. Big giant middle finger. Ooh. To big, big giant Bill Russell middle finger. Oh, to uh, Kevin McHale. Ooh, did you see he went to the Trump rally? Here's a go- was it definitely him? Dude. Did they confirm it was well? Him? His wife 
is definitely a Trump supporter and oh. has tweeted all sorts of crazy, terrible crap. Oh, wow. So his wife's definitely a Trump supporter, and it looks just like him. And it was in Minnesota, which is where he is, I think. Oh. So but no one did the research to find out if it was him or not? I'm pretty sure it was him. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did what they could. Okay, because the last I kind of thought I read was it was someone that looked like him, but let me double check. Let's well, that see. could be him just trying to save face. I mean, how yeah, many? But he would, people would know. Dude, his wife is like, even, okay, even if he didn't, even if it wasn't him at the Trump rally, his wife's like a crazy Trump supporter, so. Hmm. All right, well, big know. beef, big beef with him. Big beef yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. Typical, typical Celtics behavior. I'm sure, oh, and then it came out Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward follows a bunch of like, crazy uh crazy trump supporters too so typical typical celtics uh behavior i, I don't know i don't I, honestly i don't know how you could root for that team i don't know how you could root for that team come come hey celtics fan i'm i'll offer a uh you know olive branch come root for the lakers you know we're getting we're getting lebron we're getting wow. paul george harrison fagan tells us it's gonna be great so you can come come root for us we'll we'll be very accepting of you <laughs> all right john you got anything else uh no that's about it all right until next week Keep, Keep hooping. Super hoopers. Now what crap is that? Yep, too. It's another NBA podcast. Bebo talk now. An hour of wisecracks. Ah, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back. Super hoopers. Ah, what crap is that? Yep, dude. It's another NBA podcast. Bebo talk now. An hour of wisecracks. Ah, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back. I wow. So you call yourself super hoopers. Knock this shit off right now. Y'all biting super troopers. Put this on. I'm going like LeBron. True maneuvers. Come on, John. You spawn nothing but stupid bloopers. A boring part of shooting hoops and shooting shit. Well, Matt and John think they producing these hits. They making me yawn and I'm losing my shit. They always wrong about who to pick. So I ask the two chicks if they do assist. But when they use their dicks, all they do is swish. Stupid like the Knicks and horror singers Always tired as shit and can't bring it Just like the Sixers uh, Living in the past Couldn't win a championship to save they ass facts John, it's like a cantaloupe, right? It's okay to like them Just don't have Brian Colangelo's child on an island Super Hoopers, ah, what crap is that? Yup, dude, it's another NBA podcast B-Ball Talk, nah, an hour of wisecracks Ah, fuck y'all, give me that hour of my life back Super Hoopers, what crap is that?